0: Hi, everyone, and welcome to God's Plan, Your Part, a podcast where our goal is to read the entire Bible in a year, seeking to understand God's plan of redemption while discovering daily and practically your part in it. Hey, guys, welcome back to God's Plan, Your Part. Today, Ryan and I are looking at our second portion of Judges from chapters two to five, and we're introduced to several male Judges, followed by Deborah, which is exciting Um Go girls. <laughs> anyway, um, what are you going to talk about say, Ryan?
1: Well, we're going we're to start to see a couple key things from judges. First is like the, the cycle of judges, it's this circle that just spins further and further downward, but always in a loop. Mm-hmm. So, the thing that's going to happen is the people turn away to other gods um, and they get like captured or controlled. Um, what it says here in our study Bible is that they go into servitude. Uh, then they seek the Lord, and then the Lord raises up a judge, and the judge finds victory against whoever they're Said
0: serving. foes. Yeah.
1: Said foes. <laughs>
0: um,
1: and it always starts with this little line that's in most of the judge's intros, and the people of Israel again did what was evil in the sight of the Lord.
0: Hmm. So,
1: like, you'll hear that little line, and it's like, oh, there's a new judge coming. Yep. Um, we
0: it, hear that with Othniel. Exactly. Shamgar. We do not hear that
1: with Shamgar, actually. What? Which is interesting, because Shamgar... Oh, yeah,
0: he only gets like two sentences. Shamgar's
1: kind of a sketchy judge. He's not even really called a judge. He's just known as Saving Israel. Um, There's some confusion about Shamgar and who he is and what he did. Uh, But because he doesn't follow the typical flow of the text, where it's like, and the people did what was evil in the Lord's sight, and the Lord raised up a judge... Um, so because it doesn't have that line and because he's not he's not called a judge, people are like, oh, what's this Shamgar situation?
0: Yeah, because also I'm a little confused. It says he killed 600 Philistines with an ox goad. What is that?
1: It's a good Philistine killing tool, apparently.
0: Huh.
1: Um. So there is, I mean, there's a couple interesting thing here. Like Deborah definitely gets most of the attention. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, Her and Barak.
1: Eh- Ehud is disgusting. He kills this king
0: uh yeah it's Egl- strange Eglon.
1: Uh, he basically like tricks him and then stabs him the whole way through and you get like this graphic picture i mean this is, both of these chapters three and four uh, have some pretty graphic stuff in them actually but
0: he was like an evil person against the israelites that's the whole premise so he just needed to be like removed
1: yeah and and keep in mind all these people are people that were supposed to have been driven out but weren't mm-hmm. so these stories weren't even supposed to occur uh, but then you do have the, the little bit of a intro here that is like god allowed the people that remain to test the israelites mm-hmm. so he's he's allowing these people to basically reap, like reap control the them yeah
0: consequences of their bad choices
1: And then, if you want to get super wound up about women in the Bible, most likely you're going to go to this passage at some point where we hear about Deborah and we hear about Mm Jael.
0: Jael's really weird because she's just kind of like out there doing her thing. And I guess Cicero just feels comfortable enough to go and seek refuge there, but it turns out like definitely a bad idea. It's so graphic. (laughs) I actually taught this... Uh, in when I was a teacher for third grade, I taught this specific story. But we always just knew that he was turned over to, oh, like, yeah. like he was whatever he was killed, and like he was not kept safe. But we didn't do the whole tent peg into yeah. his temple. It's like situation. when you
1: teach David and Goliath and you don't talk about David cutting off his head and carrying it around.
0: <laughs> yeah, so I was like, oh, I remember this story. And then as we kept reading, I was like, oh, I don't remember that
1: part. <laughs> Yikes. So the king hides in her tent and she like kind of tricks him and drives a peg through his head. Gross. And Deborah and Jael are both like lifted up in the song in chapter five as significant people in Israel. Mm-hmm. Uh, Deborah is called a mother in Israel and jail is called most blessed of women. Yikes. Yeah.
0: When do you ever get that title after well, killing somebody?
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, so this is interesting. This is, this is always really interesting to me because, and this might be like delving into the extra credit category, but if you want to make the case, um, that women should not be leaders, you have to somehow make sense of, Deborah, You have to, mm-hmm. because if, if God doesn't support women in leadership, then you have to make sense of what, why God would raise up Deborah in leadership to bring like freedom to the Israelites. Not only is Deborah a leader here raised up by God, she is one of the most renowned ones in Judges. Like, it's because she, she's a prophetess, she, she is. She's a prophetess. Um, you get this vi- this vision, this picture of her like under the palm tree, like deciding mm-hmm. the people's cases. Very similar to Moses, actually. Um, and and she's like, there's no like, there's no like weird streak in her. Like a lot of the judges aren't great,
0: right? There's like something that's holding them back in a weird kind of way. Exactly.
1: And Deborah is not like that. And not only is Deborah not like that, um, she does like even in the text. Barack is, like, going to lead the battle, and Barack is like, hey, Deborah, please come with me. So, Deborah is upsetting the norms here, because she's going out to war, too. Like, Mm -hmm. she's not just, she's not sitting every day under that palm tree. Sometimes she's going out to support tent tent peg killers. Something
0: that was weird to me, though, was, like, so I guess I kind of struggle with the whole, like, women, ministry, whatever situation, but at the same time, like you were saying, you have to justify how Deborah has this role, but hold on. It also says in here in four, four, it made note of whose wife she was. Uh So what about him? I guess that would be kind of a weird situation too. Like, Oh, my wife is just a prophetess speaking on behalf of the Lord. And I'm just kind of over here.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's interesting. We get his name, but that's Mm -hmm. it. Like he's not really involved in the passage. And if anything, the the primary male in the passage is Barack, not this husband.
0: Yeah. So
1: it, it, it's not about ministry. This is not about ministry. This is about leadership of God's people. So they're mm-hmm. not necessarily um, comparable categories. And basically what I'm calling out is like, you, you do have to be able to explain what's the deal with Deborah.
0: So what would, how would you explain this? I,
1: I don't, I think that this is not like Paul later on is going to talk about very clear things for church specifically. Mm-hmm. This is not church specifically. This is like a woman leading God's people. Um, she's not the only prophetess in the Old Testament. There's five. Um, some of them are more prominent than others. The, probably the, the next most prominent one is Miriam. Probably Miriam is more prominent than Deborah, depending on how you see it.
0: What about Anna?
1: Uh, Anna's New Testament. Yeah, but... But she would be like pre-New Covenant, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, sort of. So there's very clear differences. And if you I mean, if you're making a if you're making a a directive from judges, you're not on the best standing that you could be like Mm -hmm. judges is judges is like when Israel is at their worst. Um, I have heard I have heard people make the case that probably Deborah was raised up as a judge because there were no righteous men available. Yeah, I think that's kind of flimsy. I don't I don't (laughs) love that. Um, So I'm more um, just making the statement that you, you, you have to weigh these things. Mm -hmm. Um, and you have to be aware of them. And so, you know, if you're going to take a strong stance one way or the other, you have to figure out Mm -hmm. how you see Deborah. Uh, At any rate, Deborah is a phenomenal part of this particular text and a phenomenal part of Israel's history because she's the best judge there is, and she delivers the Israelites pretty handily.
0: So what would you say is your part for today's text? Well... Where are you pulling this from? I feel uh, like you're a, ready.
1: A really great your part for today is oh if anyone sneaks into your tent, always have a tent peg handy.
0: That is really disturbing.
1: <laughs> um it, it's gonna be hard for me just not to point out like the importance of righteousness over and over and over. Like the whole point of judges is that the people are terrible mm-hmm. and God has to raise up somebody who is less terrible. to help deliver them the cool thing about deborah she's not less terrible she's actually a pretty great person a pretty great representative of the lord uh and that is always fantastic and i really
0: what i like too though is that this cycle is interesting because it it reminds me of jesus right away like the people are so fallen
1: you raise up somebody to deliver the people yeah
0: and like the ultimate judge
1: yeah Um, so outside of that, I don't know. I mean, I think it's just, it's going to be hard not to say the same thing over and over. Judges is a fantastic reminder of how important it is to stay faithful to the Lord. Mm -hmm. Like run, run with perseverance, the race that is set before you. Like we got to do the whole marathon, not just short little stints of the race. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think, I think that is important to us. Like continue to be faithful, continue to trust the Lord, continue to seek his will and his direction, Um, Because that is ultimately what matters. Don't be distracted by the idols of this world. And there are many. Mm -hmm. They're not not carved little wooden guys anymore. Um, But there are many things that we put ahead of God. And when we do that, we're stepping outside his will and plan for us. So keep that in mind and be encouraged by Deborah and JL. All right, we'll see you tomorrow. Bye. Hey, thanks so much for listening to our take on God's word. Stick around and listen to the word uh, on the second part of the podcast. Before we get in there, uh, we just want to remind you, you can connect with us at any time on social media and YouTube at God's plan, your part. Also, we are a listener supported podcast. So if you ever want to help us out with the ministry that we're doing, uh, you can do that by clicking the link in our description. And now here's the reading for today. Judges chapter three. Now these are the nations that the Lord left to test Israel by them, that is, all in Israel, who had not experienced all the wars in Canaan. It was only in order that the generations of the people of Israel might know war, to teach war to those who had not known it before. These are the nations, the five lords of the Philistines and all the Canaanites and the Sidonians and the Hivites who lived in Mount Lebanon, from Mount Baal-Hermon as far as Labo-Hamath. They were for the testing of Israel, to know whether Israel would obey the commandments of the Lord, which he commanded their fathers by the hand of Moses. So the people of Israel lived among the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Amorites, the Perizzites, the Hivites, and the Jebusites. And their daughters they took to themselves for wives, and their own daughters they gave to their sons, and they served their gods. And the people of Israel did what was evil in the sight of the Lord. They forgot the Lord their God and served the Baals and the Ashtoreth. Therefore, the anger of the Lord was kindled against Israel, and he sold them into the hand of the Cushon Rithamim king of Mesopotamia. And the people of Israel served Cushon Rithamim eight years. But when the people of Israel cried out to the Lord, the Lord raised up a deliverer for the people of Israel who saved them, Othniel, the son of Kenaz, Caleb's younger brother. The spirit of the Lord was upon him, and the Lord gave the Cushonim king of Mesopotamia into his hand. And his hand prevailed over cushan Rithium. So the land was at rest for forty years. Then Othniel, the son of Kenaz, died. And the people of Israel again did what was evil in the sight of the Lord. And the Lord strengthened Eglon, the king of Moab, against Israel, because they had done what was evil in the sight of the Lord. He gathered to himself the Amorites and the Amalekites and went and defeated Israel. And they took the possession of the city of Palms, And the people of Israel served Eglon, the king of Moab, 18 years. Then the people of Israel cried out to the Lord, and the Lord raised up for them a deliverer, Ehud, the son of Gera, the Benjamite, a left-handed man. The people of Israel sent tribute to him by Eglon, the king of Moab. And Ehud made for himself a sword with two edges, a cubit in length, and he bound it on the right thigh under his clothes. And he presented the tribute to Eglon, king of Moab. Now Eglon was a very fat man. And when Ehud had finished presenting the tribute, he sent away the people who carried the tribute. But he himself turned back at the idols near Gilgal and said, I have a secret message for you, O king. And he commanded, Silence. And all his attendants went out from his presence. And Ehud came to him as he was sitting alone in his cool roof chamber. And Ehud said, I have a message from God for you. And he arose from his seat. And Ehud reached with his left hand, took the sword from his right thigh, and thrust it into his belly. And the hilt also went in after the blade, and the fat closed around the blade, for he did not pull the sword out of his belly. And the dung came out. Then Ehud went out onto the porch, and closed the doors of the roof chamber behind him, and locked them. When he had gone, the servants came, and when they saw the doors of the roof chamber were locked, they thought, surely he is relieving himself in the closet of the cool chamber." But when he still did not open the doors of the roof chamber, they took the key and opened them, and there lay the Lord, dead on the floor. Ehud escaped while they delayed, and he passed beyond the idols and escaped to Syrah. When he arrived, he sounded the trumpet in the hill country of Ephraim. Then the people of Israel went down with him from the hill country, and he was their leader. And he said to them, follow after me, for the Lord has given the enemies, the Moabites, into your hand. So they went down after him and seized the fords of the Jordan against the Moabites and did not allow any one to pass over. And they killed at that time about 10,000 of the Moabites, all strong, able-bodied men. Not a man escaped. So Moab was subdued that day under the hand of Israel, and the land had rest for 80 years. After him was Shamgar, the son of Anath who killed 600 of the Philistines with an ox goad, and he also saved Israel.
0: And the people of Israel again did what was evil in the sight of the Lord after Ehud died. And the Lord sold them into the hand of Jabin, king of Canaan, who resigned in Hazar. The commander of his army was Sisera, who lived in Harosheth Haggiam. Then the people of Israel cried out to the Lord for help. For he had nine hundred chariots of iron, and he oppressed the people of Israel cruelly for twenty years. Now Deborah, a prophetess, the wife of Lapidoth, was judging Israel at that time. She used to sit under the palm of Deborah between Ramah and Bethel in the hill country of Ephraim, and the people of Israel came up to her for judgment. She sent and summoned Barak the son of Abimanim from Kadesh Naphtali and said to him, "'Has not the Lord, the God of Israel, commanded you? "'Go gather your men at Mount Tabor, "'taking 10,000 from the people of Naphtali "'and the people of Zebulun. "'And I will draw out Sisera, the general of Jabin's army, "'to meet you by the river Kishon, "'with his chariots and his troops, "'and I will give him into your hand.' "'Barak said to her, "'If you will go with me, I will go, "'but if you will not go with me, I will not go.' And she said, I will surely go with you. Nevertheless, the road on which you are going will not lead to your glory, for the Lord will sell Sisera into the hand of a woman. Then Deborah arose and went with Barak to Kadesh. And Barak called out Zebulun and Naphtali to Kadesh. And ten thousand men went up at his heels, and Deborah went up with him. Now Heber, the Kenite, was separated from the Kenites, the descendants of Hobab, the father-in-law of Moses, and had pitched his tent as far away as the oak in Zananim, which is near Kadesh. When Sisera was told that Barak, the son of Abinamum, had gone to Mount Tabor, Sisera called out all his chariots, 900 chariots of iron, and all the men who were with him from Herosheth-Hegiam to the river Kishon. And Deborah said to Barak, Up! For this is the day in which the Lord has given Sisera into your hand. Does not the Lord go out before you? So Barak went down from Mount Tabor with 10,000 men following him. And the Lord routed Sisera and all his chariots and all his armies before Barak by the edge of the sword. And Sisera got down from his chariot and fled away on foot. And Barak pursued the chariots and the army of Heroseth And all the army of Sisera fell by the edge of the sword. Not a man was left. But Sisera had fled away on foot to the tent of Jael, the wife of Heber the Kenite. For there was peace between Jabin, the king of Hazar, and the house of Heber the Kenite. And Jael came out to meet Sisera and said to him, Turn aside, my lord, turn aside to me, do not be afraid. So he turned aside to her into the tent and she covered him with a rug. And he said to her, Please give me a little water to drink, for I am thirsty. So she opened a skin of milk and gave him a drink and covered him. And she said to her, Stand at the opening of the tent, and if any man comes and asks you, Is anyone here? Say no. But Jael, the wife of Heber, took a tent peg and took a hammer in her other hand. And she went softly to him and drove the peg into his temple until it went down into the ground where he was lying fast asleep from weariness. So he died. And behold, as Barak was pursuing Sisera, Jael went out to meet him and said to him, Come and I will show you the man whom you are seeking. So he went into her tent, and there lay Sisera dead, with a tent peg in his temple. So on that day God subdued Jabin the king of Canaan before the people of Israel. And the hand of the people of Israel pressed harder and harder against Jabin the king of Canaan until they destroyed Jabin king of Canaan.
1: Then sang Deborah and Barak the son of Abinoam on that day that the leaders took the lead in Israel and the people offered themselves willingly. Bless the Lord. Hear, O kings, give ear, O princes. To the Lord I will sing. I will make melody to the Lord, the God of Israel. Lord, when you went out from Seir, when you marched from the region of Edom, the earth trembled and the heavens dropped. Yes, the clouds dropped water. The mountains quaked before the Lord, even Sinai before the Lord, the God in Israel. In the days of Shamgar, son of Anath, in the days of Jael, the highways were abandoned, and the travelers kept the byways. The villagers ceased in Israel. They ceased to be until I arose. I, Deborah, arose as a mother in Israel. When new gods were chosen, when war was in the gates, was shield or spear to be seen among 40,000 in Israel. My heart goes out to the commanders of Israel, who offered themselves willingly among the people. Bless the Lord. Tell of it, you who ride on white donkeys, you who sit on rich carpets, and you who walk by the way. To the sound of musicians at the watering places, There they repeat the righteous triumphs of the Lord, the righteous triumphs of his villagers in Israel. Then down to the gates marched the people of the Lord. Awake, awake, Deborah, awake, awake, break out in song. Arise, Barak, lead away your captives, O son of Abinoam. Then down marched the remnant of the noble. The people of the Lord marched down for me against the mighty. From Ephraim their root they marched down into the valley, following you, Benjamin, with your kinsmen. From Mekir marched down the commanders, and from Zebulun those who bear the lieutenant's staff. The princes of Issachar came with Deborah, and Issachar faithful to Barak. Into the valley they rushed at his heels. Among the clans of Reuben there were great searchings of heart. Why did you sit still among the sheepfolds to hear the whistling for the flocks? Among the clans of Reuben there were great searchings of heart. Gilead stayed down beyond the Jordan, and Dan, why did he stay with the ships? Asher sat still at the coast of the sea, staying by his landings. Zebulun is a people who risked their lives to the death. Naphtali, too, on the heights of the field. The kings came, they fought, then fought the kings of Canaan. Tanakh, by the waters of Megiddo, they got no spoils of silver. From heaven the stars fought. From their courses they fought against Sisera. The torrent Kishon swept them away. Of ancient torrent the torrent Kishon, march on, my soul, with might. Then loud beat the horses' hooves with the galloping galloping of the steeds. Curse Maraz, said the angel of the Lord. Curse its inhabitants thoroughly, because they did not come to help the Lord. To the help of the Lord against the mighty. Most blessed of women be J.L., the wife of Heber the Kenite, of tent-dwelling women most blessed. He asked for water, and she gave him milk. She brought him curds in a noble's bowl. She sent her hand to the tent peg and her right hand to the workman's mallet. She struck Sisera. She crushed his head. She shattered and pierced his temple. Between her feet he sank, he fell, he lay still. Between her feet he sank, he fell. Where he sank, there he fell dead. Out of the window she peered. The mother of Sisera wailed through the lattice. Why is his chariot so long in coming? Why tarry the hoofbeats of his chariots? His wisest princesses answer. Indeed, she answers herself. Have they not found and divided the spoil, a womb or two for every man? Spoil of dyed materials for Sisera, spoil of dyed materials embroidered, two pieces of dyed work embroidered for the neck as spoil. So may all your enemies perish, O Lord, but your friends be like the sun as it rises in his might. And the land had rest for forty years. Thanks so much for listening to God's Plan, Your Part. If anything stuck out to you, if you have any questions, or if you'd like to receive a Bible, you can email us at godsplanyourpart at gmail.com. Also, if you're enjoying the podcast, please consider supporting us through the link in our description. We love that you're on this journey with us, and we hope you have a great day. See you tomorrow.